Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing very, very well today. As always, thank you to all of our patrons over at Patreon. If you would like to join, get early access to episodes, uh, join the group chat on WhatsApp, and other things as well, you can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press. And as uh, we mentioned in the previous weeks, we will uh, be doing a video edition of the podcast uh, coming within the next week or two. And you will be able to find that on YouTube. So if you could go and subscribe to our channel at YouTube, youtube.com slash Press the same uh, name as all of our other social media channels. All right. Andy, they, uh, Roma, have made it through the international break. And I am knocking, of course, on uh, wood as I say this. Relatively unscathed, it appears. It looks like, uh, at the moment at least, uh, Gianluca Macini is going to be the only one that uh, is in doubt after he sustained uh, an injury uh, with uh, the Italian national team. So uh, we will see what happens um, once he's able to get rest, get back into training, so on and so forth. Uh, right now, Roma, they didn't give us a timeline at all. So it's uh, really just a wait and see a sort of situation. But usually is now uh, during the first and second international break when we see uh, the injuries begin to stack up for Roma. So to really only have one guy of consequence and for it to be not so serious, obviously that's a good thing. Some of the other things we had happen during uh, during this international period, we have, of course, it, it is this is starting to turn into the uh, Nacho Toroma equivalent of uh, like a management rumor because I think for every single season since uh, Totti quit playing and then subsequently since he left his role uh, acrimoniously at the club uh, as an executive, ever since that has happened, every single season there has been Francesco Totti coming back to Roma so on and so forth. It happens every single season. It has happened. It's Forget every single season. It seems to happen every single month. Okay? This is one of those things where I, I feel as if I read it every single week. And it's one of those episodes that somebody is trying to will into existence. And I, I just, I, I don't want to read about it anymore until it actually happens but my complaints aside there are rumors that uh, Totti and then another another former Roma player out there coming back to the club I, I listen man I am on record as to how I felt about how Totti left I think you and I both, and we did catch some uh, some some criticism for this when we were a bit uh, disappointed in the way he handled his goodbye. 
and I don't think we are the only ones. I think our good friend uh, Sandro Alstini probably wasn't too thrilled in the manner in which Totti decided to leave. If we want to, you remember what he told to him, yeah, during that press conference? Oh, yeah, of course. When you looked him <laughs> right in the eye, <laughs> Alstini. Eccolo. Eh, Alstini, eh? <laughs> oh, okay. So I, I won't say, do you care? Because, of course, everybody would love to see this this story go uh, start a new chapter. I guess so to speak is probably the best way to put it. Because no, it seems that m- many want this to happen for a variety of reasons. But for me personally, I mean, to see it end so ugly the last time, it seems like it's just natural that Totti is going to come back and uh, take on some sort of larger role. You mentioned this. I, I, I won't forget because it's always stuck in my head about uh, when Totti was at Roma, how many hundred episodes ago, we don't know. I, I don't know. But I, I specifically remember you saying something about, you know, the, the, the difficulty with Francesco Totti having an important uh, executive, senior management role, whatever you want to, to, to label it as. One of the biggest issues it seem, that, that seems to be present when he's there and, and is often uh, clashing with uh, his colleagues, it seems to be that very large ego. I can't think of a better word than ego because ego just innately has a, a negative connotation to it. But he, he, he needs a large role and he needs a lot of influence. And we saw what happened last time when he was not given said influence, right? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's you know, it's a wonderful thing to see to see these names linked with Roma. You know, even Aldair, uh, these are all important names in the history of the club, and they make sense um, in a club like Roma, a club that really, its entire—I mean, not entire, but a large portion of its image—is due to its history, to uh, some of the legendary players that it had, players that could have achieved much more elsewhere, but their whole determination to stay really chiseled their place in the history of the club and in the history of football. Um, and so for me, it almost seems like the, if there is one aspect missing from this current Roma, which is it, structurally, it's a team I like very much. There is everybody has a role. Everybody has a well-defined role. There is no necessary, you know, there is no needless talking. There is no talking heads clashing behind the scenes. I mentioned this during our live stream on, on the on the channel on YouTube um, that I, you know, I remember with 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 Palota, it was this that whole regime uh, had the problem of too many people talking. You know, you had Baldissoni, you had Gandini. Uh, you you had you had Monchi, you had all the, then you had Fienga. You know it was just this endless stream of names, and you didn't really know who to pay attention to. And I think in a club like Roma, you need uh, at least like one figure that links to the history of the club. And so uh, we don't have that right now. We have you know uh, a really when well run club given the circumstances Tiago Pinto as the general manager Ryan Friedkin vice president Lina Soloko as the CEO etc etc but that one figure that is 
the the link between the fan base, the history, and the club that is now that is operating right now is missing. So it's it, it's only logical to see these names be linked with a return, given the fact that Mourinho has been very vocal. He needs somebody to protect him. He needs you know he came when he came here, Mourinho came and embraced the role of the spokesperson for the club. You know, he was just he was happy to be the main guy, the protagonist. But it got pretty tiring after some time. And I think he felt the repercussions on his own uh, on his own career, you know, given the fact that, for example, he's going to miss, you know, for uh, for games in the Europa League this year. That's, you know, for a game for a manager like Mourinho to not be on the touchline for four European matches. I mean, that's taking away his. Uh, his livelihood, his passion. That's, you know, it, you you are hurting him personally. And obviously it's something he brought on himself. But I think once that, that feeling of having the entire world against him sort of set in, uh, he realized he needs some someone there to take the heat off him. And Thiago Pinto is not willing to do it. He's already said it a number of times. And when he's actually spoken you know, against referees. And he's always been very, very diplomatic to a T. And I don't know if that is exactly what Mourinho wants. Mourinho wants somebody that can get along with everybody else. That's why we see Francesco Totti, right? Francesco Totti has a reputation in Italy, among the fans, among the media, um, with other clubs as well. He's on good terms with former players, former managers. You know, he's he's a man of the people. You uh, what what you can question in um, in Francesco Totti, in my opinion, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's his experience, it's his curriculum. Uh, Totti is not somebody, as I said before, it's he's not somebody that picked up the books and went to study and did his courses at Coverciano, say like De Rossi did when he wanted to become a coach, right? Uh, I thought Totti- you were going to go like the university route and. No, 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 no. Coverciano, no, no, no university, right? No, 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 no. I thought you were saying in terms of studying. Just, no, no, I'm not, I'm not. We know he's not diplomat. I'm not that ambitious with Totti. No, it's, but, you know, even the basics at Coverciano, Totti started and never finished. He quit. He quit. He, he left the course. So, and he opened, he set up his own agency and I think with Totti, it's always the the same thing. And by the it's, way, uh, agency of which he really is just the face of. He he's, he's not the he's licensed. The face of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He's the he's the face of. He's kind of the mentor. The front man. I yeah, the, they call the front. It. Exactly. Yeah. But that's and and that in a, in a way that would be exactly what Roma would need him to be here. That is why I say, although that it makes perfect sense to have him back at a club, I don't necessarily know that Totti would. Would would throw himself at this opportunity uh, because last time out when he worked for Roma um, after you know retiring from 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 football uh, and decided to join Roma as an executive, he was very unhappy because he was being used as this kind of front man, you know, the guy who shows up in the stands. Who uh, I believe he even. He attended a couple of, uh, I think he attended the first Champions League draw or something at uh, at Neon. You know that kind of thing. He goes out there, and gives a couple of interviews here and there. I don't think Totti wants that. He was very unhappy about it. He he th- he felt like, uh, you know, they just 
given him this job to keep him busy, to keep him there and to make money off of him. I don't know if if that's uh, if he's in a place right now where he necessarily wants or needs this. That is why I, I said it also in the live stream. To me, it, it makes sense to have Totti back, but it also makes more sense to have somebody else, you know, not a, as big of a name, obviously, because Totti is so great. It, it's such an institution, especially in this city, in this country, that um, that to have him can can be both beneficial and and it, it can be detrimental as well, you know, um, because the expectation is so great, especially to have him in a in a managerial position as an executive. You expect to see him, I don't know, following Paolo Maldini's footsteps at uh, Milan, where he became technical director, was responsible for running their uh, their transfer market. Or Javier Zanetti at Inter, who became the vice president and is basically the guy who calls up, say, the players in South America and says, hey, listen, you want to play for my club? Like he did with Lautaro, you know? Javier, Javier Zanetti personally flew to, to South America, went to games uh, that Lautaro played in and uh, and sort of became became a father figure to him and managed to lure him into playing for Inter. And I don't know if uh, if if you know that's what Totti that's what Totti would have to do uh, in in an ideal setting. But I'm not sure if this is what Roma are looking for. Roma are looking for a mediator, somebody who who has uh, you know who's PR savvy, who um, who knows how to talk to the media, who knows how to handle high pressure situations, uh, who um, who knows how to speak. You know in um, in various settings, who knows languages, uh, because you'd have to handle yourself both in Italy and in Europe. You know, like say for example, you you suffer a defeat like the one we did uh, in Budapest. You know, the tensions are high, everybody's unhappy, and you need somebody out there who goes and 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 expresses what the team is feeling, what went wrong, um, some of the decisions you were unhappy with. Nobody at Roma was able to do it because uh, the, the only person that that tried to do anything about it was Mourinho, and he was suspended for four uh, European match days. So that is why I mention names like uh, like Aldair, like Zbigniew Bonjak, guys with a reputation, but not that great of a reputation. Guys with connections, guys with experience. Zbigniew Bonjak worked for UEFA. Aldair has has worked in Brazil lives in Rome all they all have homes in Rome they speak uh they speak the, several languages you know that's I was that's about what... to say Totti barely even speaks Italian man yes well let, let's not go there because we don't want to make fun <laughs> we of we have to do old, the list Cassano uh, <laughs> you know I mean I mean you know we want uh we want that with 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 this it's even for example like uh I, I mentioned um, in our patron group chat, uh, I mentioned uh, the name of Rudy Voller. You know, we know he's now uh, taking care as interim coach in, of, of the German national team. But I'm just saying that kind of profile, you know, somebody who clearly has an experience, clearly has a connection to the city, to the team, 
uh, and is part of history. I mean, it, you, you know, you're not going to get Max Tonetto and expect everybody to pay attention and pay their <laughs> respects. You know, I mean, they, it's Max Tonetto. You know, you're not going to get uh, Cassetti uh, or even Simone Perrotta because, hey, at the end of the day, I mean, these are, okay, you know, good players, nice, but uh, like, um, you know, it's... Uh, Most mild-mannered personalities Yes, on exactly. Earth. You need... You need if if you need somebody that that can can tie the whole thing together, you know, like uh, like like the rug in the Big Lebowski, you know, it, it ties the whole room together. <laughs> you need somebody like that because with Mourinho, it's dynamite, it's explosions, it's it's anything happens with Mourinho, either he storms off and you can't hear a word from him. And uh, he doesn't attend press conferences. He refuses to speak to the media blah, 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 or on the opposite, he goes and starts to rant and accuses people of doing this and that, and then he gets suspended, you know? Uh, and at the same time, then you have Roma, the Friedkins, who are famous for their silence. I mean, their whole tenure is built on the importance of silence, right? Of acting before uh, before saying anything. That's that's. Remember when they wrote that letter where they introduced themselves to the fans and said, "You're not gonna hear from us very often. What you're gonna hear from us is when is when we do something, we achieve something." And and that's what they've done, right? They go out of their way to pick up Mourinho. They deliver him to the fans. They do the same thing with DiBala, with Lukaku. Great. Uh, but you also need at some. I think at some point you feel the that missing link of somebody that can take the pressure, that can handle these situations and, and do so in a diplomatic fashion. So uh, that's why I think it, 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 Francesco Totti's return is the most romantic thing that can happen at Roma. Um, on equal terms with, with Daniele De Rossi, potentially someday when I'll be 92 coming back and, and coaching the club, right? Because everybody seems to envision this. And in the meantime, the guy can't even get a job after that disgraceful time at Spal. Um, Oof. But but that's, that's the way it is. It's romantic, yes. But is it realistic? Is it what Roma needs and also what Totti needs? I, I really doubt it. I think both parties um, prefer to look uh, the other way right now. Um, I, I, I completely agree and understand if Mourinho himself personally envisions Totti as the perfect man for the position. But I also think uh, I also think that that only stems from the fact that there is a, a tight connection between the two. But it, it's not necessarily productive neither for mm. for Totti's career nor for Roma and where they are right now um so we have to take into account the fact that we're looking also at Mourinho potentially leaving uh next year so you have right. to look beyond you have to whatever steps are taken in these next few months they also have to be taken with the awareness that hey you might be looking at at, at replacing Mourinho in the long run so whatever you do has to fit into that particular scenario absolutely agree and you can understand too from the mindset of Jose Mourinho why you would want particularly Francesco Totti because I mean the weight his words can carry if he were to come out and say uh, you know send a message to like a Serie A you know uh, <laughs> hey we, you know we, we we are getting screwed and we are tired of it 
those words coming from him, obviously, particularly in in the city, uh, they're going to mean a lot more than they do, as you said, than Tiago Pinto. And that is where I guess I, I want to go to next because he was asked about the situation during the press conf- uh, press conference of last week about his future, about the future of uh, Jose Mourinho. I, I, unless your opinion on it has changed, you have been very uh, firm in the belief that you think Jose Mourinho is going to leave after this season. I am still holding out uh, hope. He will remain. I will say this until I am, you know, uh, 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 blue in the face. But uh, I think Roma should do whatever they can to keep hold of him. It, um, I, I think the, the the strides that have been made, and I know when you look at the table, it's easy to say what's you know which strides do you do you speak of? I don't see anything. I, I just. I just think what this guy can does bring and has brought to Roma, I, I just think it is so difficult. There are just some things that you cannot replace that are not easy to find on the open market. And I, if I were the Friedkins, I would do whatever in my power uh, to keep Jose Mourinho at the club. So I, I'm not, I, I'm still not ready to. You know, raise the uh, the the white flag and say yes, he is absolutely going to leave after the season. But the the one aspect of this that really does not get discussed as much is the situation of Tiago Pinto. And I have to admit, Andy, it, it, it is difficult to judge him to give a very strong balance uh, or verdict as to how he has done since he's come to Roma because. He came during this very weird uh, period at the club where just uh, months prior, you had the Freakins officially take over. You have him coming during a stretch where simply due to UEFA, uh, UEFA limitations, he has to really play the role of not only you know technical director, but also magician and accountant in order to re uh, you know reinforce reinvigorate the squad so given that he's had several uh, just it is almost as if his time at roma there is a a, a giant asterisk you know it it, it will say that uh, Roma achieved a record of what, what, whatever it has been under Tiago Pinto, but I think there should be a giant asterisk with all of the things that I just outlined. So, you know, all things considered, if you were to take away all of those limitations and all of those things that he has had to, to, to work on there, I really have very few complaints about Tiago Pinto. In fact, if we want to just look and compare his record to the records of all of the uh, recent, at least, uh, sporting directors of Roma, I-, I would venture to guess if you went like one for one. And again, this is one of those things where you have to, you can't just compare, uh, you know, him to to Monchi, to Sabatini, without taking also into account the. The, the context of the situation. You know, you can't just, it, it, it is not a direct 
comparison. You have to take the full context of the situation at the time. I know that is difficult to do uh, when you just take the transfer records and you look at who has come in, who has come out there in each of the guys. But I, I mean, I, I have zero, zero complaints or even criticisms of Tiago Pinto because, okay, yeah, Shamura Dolphy got that wrong. Every single director on planet Earth gets deals yeah, that's, wrong. That's what so, I. That's what, uh, that's what I always. That's what I always uh, laugh about is when the, when people focus on those on those names. When even those excellent, you know, uh, sporting directors, general managers that we all know and love, people people now uh, have this built this sort of fetishized, mythologized image of Walter Sabatini. Walter Sabatini in his time was faced with so much pressure and criticism that people like to dismiss. I mean, this man built So that- much pressure. He is forgetting to hang up the phone while on the phone from Marco Violi. Exactly. You know, and... and uh, Google and, uh, that one. <laughs> and uh, and so much so much pressure and criticism until like the, his last press conference when he's where he's literally caught you know on camera smoking like twenty cigarettes within an hour. Um, it's so we all you know with with Tiago Pinto and and also Jose Mourinho. These are these are two names that will have a specific place in history of the club because of that moment. Um, recently with with Roma's form Roma started the season poorly okay i give you that there there came now this graphic of uh, that people really uh, you know sort of focused on and and paid attention to and now like to refer to it as basically common knowledge which is uh, Mourinho has one of the lowest uh points averages in uh, in in Serie A as uh, as a Roma mm, manager right and so he has it lower to than uh, than Garcia Spalletti Ranieri Di Francesco his average is the lowest to me it's unbelievable because we have to consider the the circumstances that these uh managers sporting directors whatever you like operate in it's it's essential no no i mean it's essential to the sport to the team roma have if you look at what roma have been through uh we're in 2023 think about where roma were in 2013 right it starts the the era of uh of rudy garcia starts we have walter sabatini bringing in some exciting talent we haven't got a taste of Champions League yet. It's you know, it's it's all new, and Roma have been so, through so much over these last few years. Their financial situation changed. We've we're, we faced so many restrictions. We've had um, we have wonderful players come in and then leave. Uh, we've won a trophy, so you always have to take this into account. The fact that now the the future of Mourinho and Thiago Pinto is being looked at, but also not being prioritized, it's because I feel like Roma and with the Friedkins especially are very, they're very result oriented, but also growth oriented. They have to they have to see that this is what I always say here. The the my is mine is not a prediction of top four. Mine is. We have to get top four because it is the essential step to that growth that yes. started, right? With Mourinho coming here, he says, I want to see people celebrate at the end of my tenure. And we saw people celebrate in the streets after the conference league. The next step was to get 
as far as possible in the Europa League, potentially win that trophy. We almost got there. And the history books will not show that Roma almost got there. They will show that Sevilla was the winner. But in essence, that step, that growth was there. Now the next step is making a top four. So when I, when, I, when we read, because now the, these reports come up and say, you know, the free teams are not prioritized. There, there are no discussions in place for Pinto's uh, renewal, for Mourinho's renewal. And Pinto himself said, whatever happens inside, these discussions will never make, may, be made public. We will never divulge what goes on behind the scenes when we discuss uh, the, the, the possibility of renewing or not renewing um, the, the contracts. So the fact is that Roma want to see where can we go this year. The essential thing in everything, in, say, Paolo Dybala staying, and potentially Romelu Lukaku say if it works out, if for him to have a future at the club, you everything depends on Champions League football. So the Friedkins want to see that growth. I think the Mourinho as well, because why would he want to stay, you know, beyond this season if he sees that okay, I've I've gotten everything I could from this squad, right? Even even this past season, I I. I almost had the thought of, well, this man, this man, you know, will come to the conclusion after that Europa League final that, hey, I look at the sweat, sweat, blood and tears of these guys, literally the blood and tears. Because if you think about Roger Ibanez's smashed nose and the tears of Paolo Dybala, that's what it was. That's what it took. Maybe, hey, maybe that's over, you know, game over. We move on to something else. Um I think people in the end are always very impatient. People don't like... It's like people who watch movies nowadays, right? They, the, the attention span is very short. There is no... Uh, the, the fact that we want to jump right into the action, the fact that we're three games into the new season and people are already listing their preferences for the next coach uh, is borderline insane, you know? to The fact that we're not even willing to see where this team can go. I, I'm surprised because I thought the general consensus is, okay, people got really excited by the Europa League final. People got excited. People got agitated with how it went, with how it ended. And they wanted to see if this team can do something more this season. And what, you're going to give up three games in? That's what you're going to do? You're going to just walk away and say, hey, can we get Roberto the Zerbi instead? Are you crazy? Like, that's... That's what that's what you aspire to. That's that's what you want for this team. No, this team has to figure it out. We yeah. saw this team figure it out in the in the past. Doesn't mean that it will happen this season. If it's over, it's over. If 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 the roads, uh, if the road that that Mourinho is on, that Roma is on, if that road will eventually part, so be it. You know, it's 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 how it happens. I think we all loved uh, Garcia in his first year. The end to Garcia was a natural or almost forced end, really, because mm. of, of how long it took. But it's something that and then, you know, a new Roma was built. Then Spalletti came on. Spalletti leaves, a new Roma is built. Eusebio Di Francesco gets us into the Champions League semifinal. He leaves, and you you know, the life goes on, the sports goes on, the team goes on. With Roma and the Friedkins, especially, there is no I don't get the feel, you know, with Palotta in those final years, uh, where it was, 
where it was Petraki, where it was Fonseca, and then there was Fienga. That whole situation was so bizarre because you felt like the team was free-falling into a complete lack of plans. Like, you know, does this team have a future? You didn't know the answer to that question at that time. With the Friedkins, I get the sense that no matter what happens, no matter who leaves, who comes in, there is a future. There is a future because what they want is the team to remain competitive. The moment this team is not competitive, this moment, the moment the team does not compete for Europa League or the moment that this team completely and utterly surrenders on all fronts in all competitions, that's when you, when you fold it up, that's when you have to start from scratch. So <laughs> as long as Roma have that edge, to me, the, the discussion regarding Mourinho, Tiago Pinto, their future, will they renew or not, is irrelevant. Mm, that well, and two to add to that, this is probably the first time, at least since even beginning Roma Press, where I have seen a, a group of senior management executives that are all in unison, all on the same page. When it was the days that you just said, you know, Fienga, uh, Badisoni. Everything was so fragmented. And in fact, you even had some of these these guys sniping at each other, criticizing each, uh, each one another behind uh, each other's backs. I mean, one, if you were uh, within the good graces of Baldissoni, uh, we know who some of those uh, were, you would get told one thing. But if you, for instance, uh, had a line to Sabatini, you were told and you were... Uh, you were, uh, I guess, a, a different sort of narrative was painted for you. And you cannot, for for all of the criticisms that, that anyone can levy against, whether it be Tiago Pinto, the Friedkins, you know, they don't talk enough. Uh, Tiago Pinto, he's too quiet. He got some moves wrong. Whatever your criticisms are, I, I, I can say without hesitation that that is one thing that I think is overlooked and not appreciated. They are all rowing in the same direction. They are all on page as to what the future of Roma needs to be, where they need to get to, what the objectives are, what they are aiming for. You cannot have said that in the past. I mean, I I still have nightmares of the days of Italo Zanzi, man. I, I mean, the the... The uh, poor man's Alec Baldwin, yeah, yeah, no, I well, mean, no, no, Billy Baldwin, Billy Bill- Baldwin. <laughs> you know, let's, I, you know, I, oh, you know. no, well, not, even, the, not even, I, I Alec I, I not even Alec Baldwin. I suppose that is the poor man's Alec Baldwin. <laughs> no, I, but I you mean, know, it's true. You, oh. you had that. People, people now don't realize when people say, "Oh, this is the worst Roma team I've ever seen." The actual terror that you felt of potentially seeing this team disappear into oblivion literally i mean roma you know they were owned by a bank at some point in time um that that was that that was scarier than any result so for me there is no end to roma if say Mourinho walks or tiago pinto walks or if they decide to extend nothing ends you know it's like it, it's become with, with the Friedkins, it's it's so evident that they are guided by the need to entertain 
people. They are very, you know, people like to say, well, they're, they're very American. Yes, they are very American in the sense that they want to entertain. They want to, like, even that Lukaku presentation. I mean, it just screams, you know, entertainment, you know, just like Maximus walking into the Colosseum saying, aren't you, uh, is, is that where you're here? Aren't you? Right. You know? Are you not entertained? And, and, yeah. And, and, and that's, so in order to entertain people, you have to be competitive. You have to keep that edge. So I know that whatever happens, if if that edge is gone, if this team becomes dull and lifeless and refuses to compete for, for either of these competitions, um, then that's when the Friedkins know we have to step in, we have to move on. And that's that the, the decision that will eventually be taken in the future, because now people are talking. I don't even understand why we need to discuss this now, because literally we're three games into the new season. Um, that's that's going to be the principal criteria is, are we competitive? If no is the answer, then we got to change everything in uh and I, I, you know, even even the fact by how they handled the the CEO change between Pietro Berardi and Lina Soloko. I mean, it happened like from day to day, just like that. Oh, he's gone. Oh, she's in. You know, like like Paulo Fonseca. It, Paulo Fonseca was still the manager of Roma, and they announced Jose Mourinho. You know, that's <laughs> so <laughs> ice cold. Absolutely, absolutely. But it is it is efficient. It's pragmatic, and it shows me that. They they strive they strive for something. Th- those choices yeah. may not be you know um, may not be a- up everyone's alley. People will not be happy. Maybe you know people have this idea now. Oh, we are gonna get this derby. Maybe we don't, and maybe we focus on someone who's completely different. And or maybe you renew Mourinho. But every decision so far within the limitations that Roma operate in, has been taken in order to make the team competitive. Whether you like it or not, the addition of Gini Wijnaldum, say, is to make it competitive. The fact that he breaks his leg in training doesn't depend on who's signing him, right? So that's all I can really say is, in my mind, this Roma team will be fine as long as they remain competitive. Absolutely. Okay, we will be back on Thursday as Roma. They get uh, back into action at the weekend against Empoli. And now is when things really start to uh, kick the season off. uh, And when the schedule begins to get a lot more packed. uh, And when all of the European games begin to kick off as well. So this is this is go time now. This is uh, this is when we will get a much better idea as to what this aroma of this season is going to be. So we will chat with you in a few days. Until then, ciao. Ciao.